Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Another fantastic album released today in 1987. Strange Waves, here we come. The Smiths' final studio album. Kicking off. John's Joints. John busts out the dang, packs them bowls, passes around some knowledge, and we all partake while I play lullaby versions of popular songs underneath them. I was delayed, I was waylaid. John Senning. Laser vision has made me a new man. I am now seeing clearer than I've ever seen with no glasses. And no contacts. I went in be about three three weeks ago. The time has just flown by. Uh, I was in and out in about three and a half hours. Had an amazing experience there. The staff, everyone I came in contact with at Uptograph Laser Vision was so, so nice. And I was seen clearly that night. The following day, I went on a road trip. It is one of the safest elective surgeries you can get in all of medicine. Not to mention you're getting it done by the GOAT. Dr. Uptograph, who has patents on a lot of the technology that this procedure is done with. And right now they're offering $1,000 off LASIK and the consultations are free. So call 727-551-2020. Ditch the glasses. Ditch the contacts. No need to walk out in the humid Florida weather and be blind. Make a change in your life and book online today at www.lasik4me.com. So leave it to the uh, the news cycle to almost leave what happened in Afghanistan in the past. We're not talking about it at all. At the time, it felt like one of the wildest military operations playing out in front of our very eyes. When we pulled out, things didn't go very well. Then you had ISIS-K uh, bombing the airport, American, civilian, or, uh, American servicemen and women dying, and then... The, the following drone strike that was a complete disaster that killed a bunch of people that weren't even ISIS or terrorist. Well, it's it's getting worse if it could get worse. Two of the nation's top military commanders and the top Pentagon official affirmed on Capitol Hill today that President Biden was advised to leave at least 2,500 U.S. troops in Afghanistan to prevent the Taliban from overrunning the Afghan army, directly contradicting what Biden told ABC News in an interview after the pullout. During the testimony, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley and General Frank McKenzie, were pressed on Biden's decision to fully withdraw and specifically asked if they recommended the president leave any troops in Afghanistan following August 31st. 
First, I won't share my personal recommendation to the president, but I will give you my honest opinion, and my honest opinion and view shaped my recommendation. And I recommended that we maintain 2,500 troops in Afghanistan, said McKenzie, who, as head of Central Command, oversaw the final months of the U.S. war. Millie, who is 63, later agreed with the assessment. Is that not the most... I know he's a he's a military man, but is that not the most political way of answering a question? Yeah. I won't share my personal recommendation, but my honest opinion shaped my recommendation, and this is my exact honest opinion. Yeah, you're saying it without saying it. So sometime shortly after that, uh, beloved press secretary Jen Psaki uh, took to the podium where she was asked uh, about this situation and if um, the advisors told Biden to pull out. It is also clear, though, and I'd also note again, what Secretary Austin said today is that was not going to be a sustainable over the long term troop presence. We were always going to look at escalating the numbers, at potentially going back to war with the Taliban, at risking casualties. That was not a decision the president was going to make. But of course, he welcomes advice. He welcomed advice. Ultimately, it's up to the commander in chief to make a decision. He made a decision. It was time to end a 20 year war. You are saying here that military advisors to the president said it was okay to pull all the troops out, that it'd be fine. Uh, that's not what I said. What I said was they recommended, I, I think we should not dumb this down for anybody here. We're talking about the initial phase post May 1. We're not talking about long-term recommendations. There was no one who said five years from now we could have 2,500 troops and that would be sustainable. And I- she gets spicier and spicier every day. She's, yeah. she's, she's not, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say that she's not taking the heat well, but the heat... She's reacting to the heat with heat. She's she is coming at uh, the reporters in a way that she tried to be kind of cutesy and smart ass in the beginning. And now she's she's coming back with the same level she's been met with. Oh. Do you find it problematic that 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 just off base, poor plan drone strike didn't piss people off more? And, and I don't know if that's something that. Uh, it has it's just happened all through time that it's an out of sight, out of mind because it didn't happen here. Maybe we don't think about it the same, but we had our military straight up just give an apology for killing women and men and children that had nothing to do with anything that we were doing. And out of all the things that we can be mad about. As a whole, society didn't really seem to be too mad about that. And we should be. It's a it's a horrific war crime that happened. Yeah. We, we killed, what, seven kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, a, and a guy who was an aid worker transporting, uh, you know, transporting water to others. So it, I understand that there are a lot of things to be mad about, and everybody has their sacred cows and, and the things that are going to always rile them up. It's just too bad that our government uh, assassinating innocent people mm. doesn't uh, rank up on the, uh, on the scale of of things to be pissed off about. And I don't care who the president is, Republican, Democrat, all across the board. If you make the decision for a drone strike and it kills a bunch of people, um, that lands on your desk. We should talk about it more. And if it happened under Trump or happened under anybody, I I mean the same exact thing. It doesn't matter who the president is. Correct. I guess I didn't know. and, and, And I probably should have that. Minimum wage is so damn low in the state of Florida. Florida hourly workers will see the minimum wage increase this week from $8.65 to a life-changing 
$10 an hour. Uh, the increase going into effect September 30th, 2021, is the second change of the state's minimum wage since January 1st. That's what it increased to the current wage after the passage of Florida Amendment 2 in November of 2020. By 2026, Florida voter-approved wage hikes will settle at $15 per hour, increased incrementally from 2021 to 2026 in seven steps each year on September 30th. I didn't know it was that low either. That's embarrassing. I knew that we were headed towards 15, right. and I thought that's what was coming sooner than later. Who $10 an hour? What the hell can you do on $10 an hour? Nothing. Florida's minimum wage is already higher than the federal hourly wage, which has been rate, which has been set at seven twenty-five per hour since July twenty-fourth, two thousand nine. The first minimum wage in the United States, the federal level, was established by two laws: the National Industrial Recovery Act of nineteen thirty-three and the Fair Labor Standards Act of thirty-eight. Uh, man, I don't know what number to you. Like, if you if you just wanted somebody to be able to live a life. What seems good to you? Because to me, I would say somewhere between 17 and $20. Yeah, I, w- I would say you're going to pay a lot more for the services and food. But yeah, I think 17 to 20 Look, minimum wage isn't designed for you to like retire on that, but it should be a living wage. Yeah. And I wonder when we see so much around us locally with the, with the housing market, if you're making $10 an hour... You you can't and I and I mean that almost as one hundred percent fact. You couldn't live in here. No, you yeah. could you couldn't live here. Uh, I actually just saw an interesting uh, video. Rand Paul was talking about inflation versus wage increase, and so basically, with the increase that we've seen in the housing market and everything around here, it's going to push up the cost of food and everything. So these minimum wage increases are not increasing anything because by the time we've reached that point where minimum wage. Has been minimum rage. Minimum yeah, rage. Like that. That'd be a great yeah. band name. But yeah. By the time we get to that 2026 marker, everything else is going to be pushed up to so expensive. It's going to be the same difference anyway. You're still yeah. going to be making that, you know, 725, yeah. so to say. It, it's crazy. I mean, you have to have two full time minimum wage oh. jobs to be able to make what an actual minimum living wage would be. And then throw in childcare on top of that and all the expenses that come along with living. Forget it. And I think this is such a an opportunity for the Republicans to be more of the people's party. Because you, you look at it and you see the everyman. I know there are everyday working men who, who are you know left-leaning. But I think that, that the Republicans champion themselves for, for the everyday man. And that's just not true if you think $10 an hour in the state of Florida is enough for anybody to live. And some of those other numbers are lower than that in other places in the country. So right. let's, let's start giving people money they can really live off of. Hell yeah. I will say it's a thought that I think of often, but, you know, it's easy to judge others. But what do you do the second you hit somebody in your car, a human being, a pedestrian? You've got a split second decision. You're going to hopefully do the right thing. I'd like to think of calling the police immediately. I'm I'm thinking I'm going to call the police immediately. Maybe they walked out in front of me. uh, But this guy took the most extreme route in the other direction possible. A Tampa man has been charged in a woman's death during a hit and run that occurred on Monday night. According to the Florida Highway Patrol, the FHP said Jesus Manuel Diaz, he's 18, was speeding in his Acura Integra on SR 580 when he hit a 46-year-old woman who was crossing the road. The impact killed the woman 
But the FHP reports Diaz allegedly kept driving with her remains still on the car. I don't like the way they put that. The report goes on to say that Diaz stopped near Yosemite Drive in San Pablo Place where he dumped her remains. The FHP said Hillsborough County deputies found Diaz and his car at Monte Vista Place in Alvarado Drive where he was detained until highway patrol troopers could arrest him. At the time of this report, he is in the Hillsborough County Jail on a charge of leaving the scene of a crash involving death. I really need you to see that movie Stuck finally. <laughs> every, I feel, every time we bring up one of these stories, you bring it up. But out of all of the options you have in the world, just driving forth with her body lodged in your car, that was the one that you thought was best in that moment? Yeah. Nobody knows how they're going to react until it happens to them. But that's a bad way to go. You got a favorite frozen pizza? I don't believe in frozen pizza. Well, good. Because if you did, maybe you're a DiGiorno man. Maybe you're not. But Nestle USA is recalling 14 tons of frozen DiGiorno crispy pan crust pepperoni pizza because of misbranding and undeclared allergens. It's believed to be one of the biggest recalls in the frozen pizza pizza market. (laughs) The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspection Service announced today the product contained textured textured soy protein a known allergen which is not declared on the product label it does sound although it's very large and you're going to have to do away with 14 tons of the pizza at least it's not filled with salmonella or anything like that that's true like better textured soy protein than salmonella so they really are uh they're they are trying to elevate the uh, the frozen pizza game there's some uh there's some decent ones out there mm. uh but I really want to try that one bite uh, bar stool frozen pizza, which I guess is only maybe at Walmart now. Yeah. But you want to talk about drawing comparisons to real life and billions. Interesting to note that the day within five days of the launch of the bar stool pie, the biggest frozen pizza <laughs> in the country has the biggest recall in pizza history. Interesting. It's an interesting uh, conspiracy theory. Don't know if there's anything behind it. You know what the worst was? The microwavable Stouffer's French bread pizza, where you'd have the upside down box with the silver, the shiny. Yeah, oh, yeah. You'd microwave it, and it was so soggy. It wasn't like a French bread pizza at all. It was just like, oh, dude. see, I wonder when the last time you had one was because they, I think they've advanced, oh. I think they've advanced the technology. That crispy silver thing, that thing gets it crispy now. Oh. So been a long time. Yeah, maybe maybe we can do you a uh, a frozen pizza taste test challenge. Love that. They've got a Detroit pie that comes almost in a whole deep dish pan, just like what you're talking about with the silver. Yeah. So it all gets super crispy. I think it's like forty dollars for a frozen pizza, but oh. sometimes you got to pay for what you get. Recreational pot has become legal for more Americans, but despite the ease of access, marijuana use hasn't been ignited that from a brand new study released earlier this week an article published in the journal of american medical for the american medical association found there were no increase in cannabis use among the general population or among previous users after states 
went legal, which is actually shocking to believe. Researchers surveyed about 830,000 Americans over the age 12 on the reported cannabis use both before and after recreational marijuana was passed in their state. The study looked at data between 2008 and 2017. Washington State and Colorado became the first states to to legalize recreational marijuana in 2012, after which marijuana use saw a slight increase among Hispanic and white participants. Participants. I think it, what it comes down to is that if you're a smoker, you're going to find it and you're going to smoke as much as you want. Oh, yeah. And I think any increase is probably only temporary. Like, like you're really into the idea that you can get more and get variety. But the average person isn't going to elevate their smoking just because it's more, you know, easily found. It, it just... In the beginning, okay, I'm going to try some new things. Yeah. But once you settle into it, you're probably just smoking what you're always smoking, just in, e- in an easier fashion. You'll get a handful of people who will try it if it's legal recreationally that that wouldn't try it because it was illegal. But I don't think that's enough to sustain, you know, uh, increased growth. Yeah, and that's the other uh, thing noted in here. It just said there's an insignificant rise in non-users trying it. I think that that decision has been made for so many people, whether they've got a bad experience, whether whatever happened in their life that made them not want to smoke weed. Yeah. I, I think that the, the amount of people who just have steered clear of it because it's illegal is very, very small. I if agree. you've got it in you to want to smoke, you'll smoke whether or not it was against the law. 100%. Or not. Um, sometimes we, we, we have uh, phoners and we talk to people about getting caught in the act of cheating. It's one thing if you find out, you find a text message, and then you get some bad intel, and you find out that your beloved uh, you know, is doing something. It's a whole other ball game when it's right in front of your face. And a Maryland man brutally assaulted his wife of three years after... She FaceTimed him while having sex with another man inside a car parked at a Pennsylvania hotel. According to the felony complaint, 34-year-old William Atkinson received the series of explicit calls from his spouse on September 21st and immediately enlisted a friend to drive him to the hotel's parking lot (laughs) to confront her. Upon arriving at the Best Western in Somerset, Atkinson found his 32-year-old wife and her alleged lover, both who were not named in the report, and proceeded to punch and kick her. The beating left the woman, whom police described as extremely intoxicated and uncooperative with officers upon their arrival at the scene, with severe bruising and bleeding profusely from her face, nose, and mouth. Does it say that she, uh, she did that intentionally? Like fa- FaceTimed him? No. Okay. No, it's not referenced whether or not it was uh was it was intentional or not. All right. Um, not that it matters. Not that either of that would deserve her getting beaten, but for her to do that intentionally seems seems cruel. After being apprehended by police, he did say that he uh, that that she had been egging him on with vul- vulgar video calls. So that oh. terminology does make oh. it seem a little bit. Um, what did you think was going to happen? Not that you deserved it, but like if you. If you're banging some other dude that's not your husband, you're like, you see how he's giving it to me, baby? You never treat that pee like that. I tell you to beat that pee up, and you barely even blow on it. Yeah, if it was like that, I mean, not again, beating, kicking, punching a woman or any other human frowned upon. It's just, it's you know, and she was very intoxicated. So clearly not uh, making the best decisions. Um, he was obviously uh, taken to jail. There were also reports, multiple reports of a gunshot uh, during the scuffle, but no gun 
uh, or magazine rounds were found. That's a tough one. Imagine yeah. just... Uh, if it's in a fight, not that it makes it any easier, but can you imagine you're just enjoying a nice home, a nice night at home alone, and you think your wife is out for date night with the girls or wine night or book club night or Tupperware club or whatever, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, FaceTime. Oh, let's see what my, let's see what my baby's doing. And then you just Ugh. open that bad boy, Ugh. and there she is, face down, ass up. That's the way she likes to bang. Yeah. Hmm. This story, I reference it regularly now, but the fact that it is resurfaced brings me much joy. A new study published in the Journal of Acta Tropica huh? on mosquito feeding and breeding habits found that insects are less likely to eat or reproduce when the song Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites by Skrillex is playing. The specific type of mosquito researched by the Aedes aegypti, also called the yellow fever mosquito, known to carry a multitude of diseases. I remember hearing this years and years ago, and it stuck with me, and it must be true because more studies are now finding out the same thing. It will stop mosquitoes from, from reproducing if this song is playing. Doesn't make me want to reproduce. Don't you? Didn't you do something with the Skrillex guy? His name's Skrillex. Oh, that's his name. Well, it's not his real name, but his name's Sonny. Uh, but yeah, uh, we were at the first uh, Sunrise Festival or Rise Up Festival, or whatever the hell it was. And uh, we, we got pulled into a meet and greet. We didn't even want to do it, but we got pulled into a meet and greet. And uh, he came up and he started talking to us. And we were talking to him. And I go, uh, all right, well... Uh, Kick ass tonight, man. I'm so, sure he did. I'm sure he loved that. Sounded great. Yeah, kick ass tonight. Did he kick ass? I mean, he kicked ass. Kicked ass there. Kicked ass at the uh, after party. At that place that burned down in uh, Ybor City. Palladium? Was that? No. Ritz? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Place that burned down. I just love the idea that this music can keep away mosquitoes. It'll stop anything from reproducing. Amphitheater. That was the name of the Oh, the amphitheater. The amphitheater. R.I.P. Ron DeSantis, always looking for a fight. The governor of Florida has ordered an inquiry into possible election interference by Facebook after a report found that the company had favored certain political figures. Have you heard of this white list yet? Not until I read it this morning in this story. So this white list is, is pretty much, if you believe that it exists, a list of people, uh, elites, if you will, that are free of, of any fact-checking or anything when it comes to posting on Facebook. Ron DeSantis, the Republican leader of this very state, said he was deeply troubled by the report this month alleging favoritism from the social media giant. Flor Floridians deserve to have faith that their elections are free from big tech interference and corporations like Facebook deserve to be held accountable for the actions that erode the legitimacy of our institutions. So he has authorized the Florida Secretary of State and the Florida Department of State uh, to open up an investigation into this supposed white list. One thing that makes me wonder about this is that the more time that it goes on, it does seem whether it was going to impact the election or not, that there was something with Hunter Biden's laptop. And the fact that you were getting fact checks on that from Facebook should at the very least tell you that they weren't 
completely unbiased because at, at the time, and I was somebody, we didn't really touch it here because a lot of people just thought it was fake. Yeah. And, and it turns out that it wasn't really fake <laughs> and, and, and it was treated uh, from a fact checking perspective as if it was, if it was fake news. So I don't know if somebody needs to be punished for it, but Another uh, another warning that uh, not everything you see on social media is real. <laughs> no way. If you needed that. So we talked about the comments last week from Alex Guerrero, Tom Brady's uh, number one man and trainer. We talked about the comments from his father who said he's feeling vindicated after the move to Tampa Bay, among many other things, like Bill Belichick was treating Tom like a 20-year-old uh, and not the 40-year-old leader that he was. Well, now Bill Belichick is speaking out. He was on the Greg Hill show and Belichick's never going to uh, get super juicy, uh, but I'll give, I'll I'll tell you a little bit. Uh, Yeah. I think we all know the dynamics there. There were a lot of things. He looked at his options and he made his decision. We weren't as good an option as Tampa. So, I mean, you'd have to ask him about that, but that's really, it's a really not a question at all of not wanting him. And then goes on to say, Tom and I, had I feel like a good relationship and a lot of production, obviously, while we were together, and I enjoyed coaching Tom, and he was a great player for us. End quote. Man, I can't wait for the gloves to come oh off. Oh, my gosh. All it's going to take is one of them going a little too far and speaking their mind. Well, I, I know that this was the politically correct answer, yeah. but it, I'm looking for the venom underneath it, and, and I how I see it as as soon as things got a little tough, as soon as we weren't the best option for him, he bailed. That's the way that I'm, uh, that's the way that I'm reading his tone. Yeah. And then on the other side, it's like uh, Tom maybe thought that he should have been treated a little bit, uh, not special, but just differently because he was a veteran and Belichick treats all of his guys equally. Well, and even then, there's a line between being a veteran and being the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. I mean, is he getting the same treatment as whoever is sitting on the bench or whoever is coming through the door? Because I think he does deserve a little extra. I uh, totally agree. Uh, uh, if you haven't seen, uh, NBC Sports put out a, a teaser video oh. for um, uh, for the game on Sunday, which is a Sunday night game. And it wouldn't matter if I played it for you, but it's done to, um, to uh, Adele's hello and... If it doesn't send chills up your spine, it's the first thing ever watching that short clip that made me really think about what it must have been like for a Patriots fan to lose Tom Brady oh. because they it's the video is filled with them, you know, showing all the banners that of all the touch of all the Super Bowls that he's won, celebrating the Super Bowls, showing the fans and what that's got to feel like for the greatest quarterback of all time to leave you and win immediately with another team has to be devastating and on Sunday they're going to do a sit down uh, with Tom Brady and they've released a short snippet I'll play that for you now but that's I, interesting you see so you're saying you know what it'll you, you've internalized what it'll feel like oh yeah I know exactly I, I can envision everything Sunday night football I know what that's like I know what the night's like I know what the wind's like I know what how their team's going to prepare I know what their schedule is going to be like I know what's going to be said He's ready. He's about as ready yeah. as uh, as can be. That that is as big of a regular season game as you can get, right? Oh yeah. And, and probably the Rams game 
is a bigger game from what could happen within the season. It's got more implications, but from a drama and backstory uh, standpoint, I don't think you'll get, ever get a bigger game in the regular season than what we're going to see with Tom going back to Foxborough. No, and the uh, Brady sit down, I believe, is at 10 a.m. on 10 Sunday morning. On yeah, that, that's, that's appointment viewing right there. Oh, it is. Okay, so, so lastly, I learned this morning uh, more than I ever wanted to learn about Mormon sex. So Mormon teenagers are trying to find, and it doesn't even have to be teenagers because it's it's waiting. You have to wait till marriage. So oh. I'm sure some of them are a little bit older. These look like college students. All right. um, I'm going to run a couple things by you. Last week, the phenomenon of soaking. Well, I do that. That's where in a hotel room, you ask for two queens instead of one king. So that one of them's a squirt bed. Duh. Sadly, I wish it was that easy, uh, but but there is now a, um, uh, a, a string of TikToks that is informing the whole world of soaking. Soaking. So, and, and these are one of those things I'm going to need a little bit of your help. Okay. So, um, okay. So, so Mormons can't have sex. So the act of soaking is, is marinating the man's parts in the woman without any friction at all. And they think that if you just do that, then you're good. And that's not going against the Lord. And you're completely, you're completely safe. As long as there, there's no friction or thrusting and you just let it soak, thus the term, you're in the clear per Jesus. So you're not scrubbing the dishes. You're just allowing them to soak in the sink. Exactly. But, huh. but here is where that's one thing. And that's soaking. one Soaking. That's one thing, and, and I'm not saying that I pers- that I understand the loophole, but I can at least wrap my head around it. Here's where the Mormons may be taking it too far uh, with something that's called jump humping. And this is displayed uh, in a string of TikTok videos uh, where you see a girl jumping on the bed with two people under the covers next to her with the caption, when your besties called to soak and you have to jump hump for her. So what you do is you get to soaking and then you have your friend come in and they jump on the bed while you're soaking <laughs> and thus you are not performing any thrusting or oh. actual sexual motions, oh. but you can still get a little bit of the friction All going. Right. I get that. I've heard of uh, soaking, but only when it comes to uh, bottles of champagne. Like instead of sex, a lot of girls uh, will soak cork. So in other words, instead of like having sex and violating Jesus' rules, they're just cork soakers, right? And then sometimes if they sort the... <laughs> sometimes if they soak the cork long enough, yeah. the cork will explode all over the yeah, place. you don't want And then that. they don't need to have sex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, yeah. A bunch of cork soakers. Do you think that you can go... If you believe what the Mormons believe and sex is, is yeah. going to send you to wherever hell, yeah. and then you soak... There, there's no way that 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 God's going to be okay with that. Uh, I'm not God, nor do I have a good relationship but with if him. If you were God right. and you set the parameters in place, no sex, wouldn't you just be offended that people were trying to soak their way to sex without think with thinking that they? I would rank it up there with the alleged Italians uh, who the the Roman Catholics that think that they're going to stay out of hell. Uh, by by uh, doing it in the fanny. I was gonna. Oh, that's an Italian thing. Yeah. I thought that was like an evangelical Christian thing. Oh, I, I thought it uh, originated uh, in Italy. Oh well, I remember the. Uh, never mind. You've heard the song, right? Oh, 
What's the song? Uh, I, I don't think I can say the title in any form or fashion. Oh. But it's like blank me in the blank for Jesus. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's something else. Is uh, the first word do? Uh, no. Oh. No, no. It's it, it's pretty vulgar. Yeah. If I was Jesus, I'd probably prefer the soaking. Yeah. I mean, just from, and, and it, that's not me. That's that's me, at, you know, that's blasphemy as well. So. Oh, it's Garfunkel and Oates. Do you know who the... Yeah, that's like they named themselves after Simon and Garfunkel and uh, Holland Oates. Yeah. And it's uh, blank me in the blank because I love Jesus. Yeah. Does, yeah. does the song say those words? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The loophole poophole. Or vice versa. I'm all burnt up. Hi, Michael. Welcome to Drew Grabo Live. Hey, thanks, guys, for taking the call. Yeah, man. I really enjoy your work. Thank you. Hey, just, just real quick on the... A news story about the minimum wage. I think everybody should get a good minimum wage, mm-hmm. but one of the forgotten groups is somebody like me. I'm a disabled vet. Oh. Minimum wage goes up. All the prices go up. My disability does not go up because it's based on my service and my condition. So, yes, you're lifting everybody up, but then some people that can't get a job, can't improve themselves, by getting a raise or something like that, raising the minimum wage really hurts us. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. I would hope that things would adjust uh, accordingly for people like you, and I'm sorry that they don't. Well, it, the burden is always going to fall on on one part of humanity. You know right. what I mean? It's okay, so let's try to make things better for these people that aren't earning a wage that allows them to rent a home and buy food for their family. Yeah. And by doing that, you, you then punish or hurt another group of people. It's the entire framework is broken. Like it shouldn't be that way to where if you pull a little from here, it has to be someone else is getting punished. There should be a way to elevate the entire system so we can all live <laughs> right on dude. Uh, when we come back, another teacher flag controversy story that we'll get into on cool or not cool. Medi Weight Loss is the medically supervised program that can change your life and keep you accountable. If you're somebody who needs that bit of help staying motivated, I'm right there with you. It's not easy every single day to get up and go, okay, today we got to do this. We got to eat like this. We got to stick to the plan. But with Medi Weight Loss and the medically supervised nature, when you go in for your weekly weigh-ins, it keeps you motivated. I'm always just six days away from my next weigh-in, so I know I got to be on it so I can see those numbers going down on the scale when I go in and that feels really good and right now they want to give bone listeners a free assessment go to startmedi.com slash 1025 it's startmedi.com slash 1025 or call 877-MED-LOSS they do accept some insurances so make sure you find out if they accept yours and let them know you heard John Senning talking about it on Drew Garabo Live it's Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Bone For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done.